Hi, Tappers. Welcome back to another episode of Murder on Tap. We are your hosts, Allie and Jose. Hey, what's up? I'm Jose. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Or? No, just episode of Murder on Tap where we bring you new beer and another true crime. And beer. And beer. Any fun facts, no. news, anything? No. Regular yeah, old same, stuff. Same old, same, same old. Same, same. Um, even Netflix is kind of doing me dirty right now. I got nothing good to watch. So I'm kind of sad. Although, whatever that Zac Efron thing is, mm, we appreciate you, okay, Zac Efron. Okay, well, you're not even... <laughs> You're not even watching what it's about. You're just that's, watching him. That's not the point. <laughs> wow. But anyway, um, shall we jump into the beer because my palate is thirsty. Sure, let's do that. Actually, oh. actually, I can't remember. Did we did we record this on the last one where we talked about Total Wine? Yes, we did oh, talk yeah, about Total did. Wine we in the last one. We talked about it with our beer soda. Anyway, never mind. Yep. It was an exciting moment. Jose discovering total wine. It was whatever. No, it wasn't just whatever. It's like the. I don't even know. I don't even know. That's how amazing of a place it is. They had a lot of beer installments, but. Wow. It was all I'm right. I'm just gonna try and get the word installment. In yes, as much as and you I just got you to say it too. All right. Take all right, let's get beer. going. With the beer of the week. And this beer is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. They are based in Kansas City, Missouri. They were founded in 1988. Ooh, my year. By John McDonald. Oh. And on his farm, he had... Never mind. So, in 1988, he started construction um, of the of a brewery out of a brick building on Kansas City's historic Southwest Boulevard. He, was, he started off using equipment from a closed brewery in Bavaria, Germany. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And his first batches of beer were produced in the fall of 1989. The brewery's first barrel, which was Boulevard Pale Ale, um, McDonald actually delivered it personally in his pickup truck to Ponac's Mexican Kitchen, which was located pretty much pretty nearby to them. There was not much on this other than, like, you know, this year they put out this beer and this year they put out this beer. Which is good news, but I'm not trying to get all into that. But uh, there's a little, two little things right here. Uh, one of the, they are one of the largest craft breweries in the Midwest, and they are available in 41 states. 41 states. Nice. 41 states. Nice. And internationally, it's a list: Belgium, Brazil, Canada, China, Finland, France, Germany, Netherlands. Norway, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. Wow. Yeah. There are a few locations. They're pretty much around everywhere. Except for nine states. Okay. A little fun fact. In 2018, 
Boulevard Brewing Company teamed up with rapper Tech Nine. Um, R.I.P. Tech Nine. To create a new beer, they called it Bulu. It was a wheat beer with pineapple and coconut flavors. Ooh. And coconut. they named it after Tech Nine song Carabulu. Mm-hmm. 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 And that is it for my installment of the beer part. <laughs> as far as the history. Now we get on to the better part. The drinking. The best part. Okay. This beer is called Whiskey Barrel Stout. And just smelling it, you can tell. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There you go. No, actually, a little... It wasn't the smell. It was my mustache went in my nose and it tickled my nose. Wow. Everybody, I have a mustache. You have a beard. Oh, and the mustache. <laughs> so some people have a beard and no mustache. Yeah, but some people... That Which is pointless. weird, unless you're, like, Amish. Well, yeah, that could work out. Mm, okay. Alrighty, cheers. Taste time. Cheers, Tappers. Mmm... There's that whiskey barrel flavor. Oh, yeah. It is. Ooh, <laughs> that is strong. Yeah, it is. Okay. Whiskey barrel stout. 11.8%. Wow. I haven't drank beer in like three days. You are. So this is going to be great. You have a lot of self-control. Unlike <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean? No, I'm not even drinking beer. Right. I'm actually just looking at you drinking and I'm pretending to drink it. Gulp, 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 gulp. Alrighty. Let's get on to our LST. Look, smell, taste. Look, what do you got? It's. Wait, did you say this was a stout? It's a stout, right? Yeah. It's okay. a whiskey barrel stout. Right, but it's a stout. So it has that beautiful, like, dark, rich stout color. Um, It's. It's. When you look at it from the side of the glass, it's very dark, obviously. But when you look at it from the top, it kind of lightens out a little bit, which is interesting to me. Yeah, it's like a very dark, not black all the way, but like... No, but it's... it's Like a super dark brown. Like a dark chocolate. Yeah. Dark, dark chocolate, chocolate colored stout. And then the foam is, is very pretty, actually, because when you swirl it... Obviously, the, um... It's more frothy looking. Yes. There you go. Like when you get your, uh, cappuccinos or your macchiatos. I don't even know what a macchiato is, but I believe you. I don't even think that's what a macchiato is. I don't know. A macchiato, if I'm right, is espresso with a little bit of foam. No milk, just foam in it. Before Jose became a uh, beerista, Jose I was, was a, a barista. Barista. That Thank was a good one. Thank you. I'm going to make a shirt. I know. I was <laughs> started as a barista. Now I'm here. No. Now I'm a beerista. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was the whole point. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay. We're going to copyright that. Don't even think about it. I'm going to put I'm gonna put barista and then I'm going to cross out the A and put E's in there. Like, you know how yeah. you correct typing? You like, shh, shh. Yeah, yeah. Smart. 
Don't you guys try to copy my thing. Okay. Smell time. I hope I don't tickle my nose There's, again. um, obviously it's in the name. The whiskey barrel smell. Yeah, you could smell the whiskey barrel for sure. Right off the bat. Aside from that, coffee. Coffee. I smell a, I lot smell a little chocolate. Coffee. I smell a lot of, like, mocha chocolate. Like, mocha coffee. You know what? To me, it smells kind of like burnt wood. And a little bit of vanilla. Maybe. Maybe that's what, like, the barrel is. Maybe that's what the barrel is. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're getting along. We're getting through this one pretty quick. This one's very tasty. I mean... No. You weren't, you weren't supposed to tell them that we were tasted it already. Well, we already tasted They know we cheers. Okay. Well, taste time. Cheers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. Oh. There's a... There is a hint of, like, whiskey in there. Not even just a hint. There's a full-on, like... Like, I like to... Once in a while, when I have whiskey. Jameson around, I put a little... I put a shot in, like, an IPA... And this is exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. Literally is exactly what it tastes like. There is... Like if somebody put a shot of whiskey in an IPA. And the... At the end of it... Um... At the I end have of the chocolate taste, in the back of my There's a lot of... Yeah, chocolate and coffee. I have a lot so of chocolate in the back of my throat. it smells and tastes... Just how it looks. Yeah. I mean, just how it smells. And tastes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what Jose said. I it guess. is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's very... T- and vanilla. There's a lot of um. There's a hint of vanilla to it. I could see what you're saying. Some syrupy sweetness to it. Yeah. Okay. Like a vanilla syrup. Vanilla syrup. Okay. Yeah. Shall we see what they said about it? Of course. The look. They said, I got this from two people. One said it was black with not too much head. Okay. Okay, and another one said, really, really dark brown. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were right. (laughs) Really dark brown. Smell. Chocolate. Whiskey. Molasses. Molasses. That's what I'm thinking of, not vanilla. And caramelized chocolate. Interesting. Okay. Okay, I don't think I ever had caramelized chocolate. I don't know if I have either. I'm not sure now. And for taste, we have two different ones. A little sweet, chocolate, molasses, and a hint of char. Char? When I think of a hint of char, I think of like burnt charcoal. Burnt? Like oaky? No, not oaky. Like... I, would, I, would think, I would think more oaky, as you're saying, but... Oaky canoki? I would, I would say, it, like, a hint of oak, definitely. Can be, remember that, uh, that, um, moonshine that we had that they put oak chips in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was delicious. And then the one that had, like, jalapenos and... Was it? A jalapeno one? I think so. It was jalapeno. It had, like, olives in it or something, and something else. Yeah, like strawberry or apple of some sort. No, those were the those were the other ones. Those were the oak chip ones. Oh no, I can't remember the exact one then. Never mind. Okay, and then the other person said, "Cocoa sweetness," which was what they called me in high school. Oh god. <laughs> and butterscotch. Which is what they called me in high school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Coco sweetness and butters, guys. I want to make sure to say that. That's why we're like murder on the tap. The perfect match. Cocoa sweetness and then murder on tap. Butterscotch. I'm gonna butter your bread. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and that's it for me. That was pretty straightforward. This beer is pretty much straightforward. Whiskey flavored, aged flavored, chocolate, molasses. It smells pretty much exactly as it tastes. But yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It looks the way it looks. It looks like a regular, you know, dark stout. Just a stout. Oh. Yomp. Stouts are dope. Very cool. It's one of my favorite uh, craft beers. Indeed. Do you want to tell us about the artwork on the bottle? Yeah, I do. You're not done yet. So, it has a pretty simple label on there. I like, you know what I like about this? You know how some of the, most of the whiskey aged like whiskey barreled beers like this come in a very large bottle like they'll be yeah, usually like i don't your, know 22 32 whatever ounce it is and it has that beautiful shape where it's almost that like that like wine bottle shape yeah but this is a tiny version of that yeah, what is this 12 ounces no 16 ounces probably like 16 ounce yeah 16 ounce i love it it's like a tiny wine bottle a tiny wine bottle and the label is pretty straightforward. In the top rim by the neck, it says Boulevard Brewing Company, which is their logo. Mm-hmm. And the bottom is just a little sticker that says Whiskey Barrel Stout, Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. Um, what you would kind of find on like whiskey, like you know, like whiskey bottles labels? or something like that. You know those labels. Mm-hmm. That pretty much is just like, hey, this is what it says. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty and that's what it is with most of these, like, stouts and whiskey barreled stouts. They're very, their labels are very straightforward. It looks very, like, I don't want to say old-timey, but... Well, it kind of does. I know, kind I know of. what you mean. It does. It looks like it's, like, it's old school, you know? It's 1988. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to keep the same thing going. It's not like those... Regular flashy stuff that we're seeing nowadays. But then again, those are like Which the really IPA cool labels still. that I'm thinking of. And uh, yeah, there's no, no sayings on this one as you like the usual ones do. <clears throat> Excuse me. The usual ones do. And uh, the only thing it says is 11.8 alcohol by volume and 32 IBUs. Hmm. Do you okay. remember what IBUs are? International Bitterness Unit. Oh. And let me tell you, it it's is pretty bitter. bitter. It's bitter. It's bitter. I like this. Um, we found the best thing about Total Wine is that they have all these individual <clears throat> beers that they sell. It's like single cell. Yeah, single and single bottles, single cans, which is great. So you could try out. Yeah, so different you want to buy a whole six pack or whatever. You could buy individual ones, and most of them range anywhere from like a dollar fifty let's say maybe even like less of that to like eight dollars and those are like the eight dollar ones are a little bit bigger and yeah you might have a 24 ounce or something like that and yeah and some of them are small but they have more alcohol yeah in them and some of them are a little bit more expensive not a little bit more expensive but on the higher end of eight bucks because their names, certain brands. Their names, and of course, their percentage. Yeah. 
the higher the percentage, usually it's a little bit more expensive. So, but it's nice. It's nice to see the individual beers, and it's there's good. cans, there's glass, there's, you know, there's different ones. Water so. bottles. Water bottles. We're talking there's about beer. Pitchers and. I'm joking. Oh God. So that's uh, enough for some beer. Part of it. I wasn't going to say it, don't worry. <laughs> so now let's get into what everybody's here for. Some true crime. Like crime, I say always, crime, that's not what I'm here for. I'm crime, here for the beer. Crime, so. crime, crime, crime. Speak for yourself. But thank you, that was... Um, then what are you here for? For the beer. I just told you for the oh, beer. I'll just give you some beer and I'll do this by myself. All right, then. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Murder on Tab oh. with your host, Just Jose. Welcome. <laughs> Psych. Okay. All right, let's get some. Let's uh, do this. Mine is short and sweet today. Nice. All right, nice. so I've decided to cover a story today that is pretty um, well known and to this day uh, is talked about, and of course, it's an unsolved um, mystery. So I'm hoping the more we get these names out, the more people are aware and they might do something about it. Hopefully. Hopefully it sparks something and they keep these victims' names alive and we continue searching for them. Today we are going to talk about the unsolved disappearance of Asia Jaquila Degree. So 20 years ago, on February 14th, in the year 2000, 9-year-old Asia Jaquila Degree vanished without a trace. On Valentine's Day? On Valentine's Day. And the trippy part was this was her parents' anniversary. Oh, wow. Okay. So Asia was born August 5th, 1990. She lived with her mother, Aquila, Father Harold, and 10-year-old brother, O'Brien, in Shelby, North Carolina. That's actually the day of my nephew's birthday, by the way, August 5th. Yeah, that's uh, a few days after my father's birthday. Oh, August babies are the best. So both Aquila and Harold, were, uh, they worked daytime jobs, making the kids latchkey kids after they began attending school. And for those who aren't familiar with what a latchkey kid is, basically like you get to a point where your parents are working and you're pretty much kind of independent. You're taking care of yourself. Her parents were beyond comfortable with their children's independence and they trusted that they would go home after school to begin their homework and chores, which usually that was what was done. While spending a bulk of her time at home, Aisha was also part of the Youth Basketball League, earning herself the star point guard position. Because of up-and-coming technology and the internet, Aisha's parents were rather suspicious of the effects it had on children, so they decided to raise their children around extended family as opposed to um, the electronic world. So they, like, in- involved them with, like, church going and a lot more, like, wholesome activities and, of course, family. All right, all right. The Degree household did not even have a computer inside their home. The children, however, really did not seem to mind this, and they heartily strayed far from good behavior. This is why her disappearance 
was that much more confusing. So let's begin with Friday, February 11th. The children had the day off from school, so they decided to go to their Aunt Keisha's house just down the street. Then later, they would have basketball practice. And the following day on Saturday, February 12th, Aisha and her basketball team would endure their first loss of the season. And naturally, they were all very upset over this. And it was even, like, um, said that, like, they were kind of, like, lingering on the court and, like, you know, just acting, like, as if they had been hurt and whatever. But somebody kind of told them to, like, hey, uh, you know, suck it up, move on already. So... The yeah, girls got off the tour. Yeah, totally. The f- um, right, so sorry. After watching her brother O'Brien um, play his basketball game, Aisha then would attend her cousin's slumber party that same evening. So the following day, Aquila and Harold picked her up in the morning and they attended church before visiting another family member's home before making their way back to their house. So that evening, there was a really nasty storm, and as a result, a motorcycle crash near the Degree house would cause the power in the neighborhood to go out. The normal routine of taking a bath before bed had to be postponed for early the next morning. So Aisha and O'Brien went to bed at 8.30 p.m., and Aquila set her alarm clock for 5.30 a.m. so the children could bathe before they go to school. Aisha's father came home from work at, like, around 12.30 a.m., which was right around the time the power came back on. He checked on the children and watched TV for a bed before going to bed at 2.30 a.m. He even checked on the children one last time before making his way to his room. Sometime during the night, O'Brien remembers waking up for a moment and seeing Aisha standing in their room, and he figured she had just gone to the used use the restroom thinking nothing of it he fell right back asleep at 5 30 a.m aquila's alarm went off and so she got up to wake the children and give them their bath opening door opening the door to the children's bedroom she noticed o'brien in his bed but aisha was not in hers searching the entire house she was still unable to locate her And once realizing Aisha was nowhere to be found in the house, she went to wake Harold and tell him that Aisha was missing. Soon after, they noticed Aisha's house key was missing also. So they called Aisha's grandmother, who lived across the street, but confirmed that she had not seen or heard from Aisha either. Wasting no more time, they called the police at 6.39 a.m. And once police arrived, they saw no evidence of crime foul play, or forced entry. They scoured the neighborhood, but still found no trace of Aisha. Searching Aisha's room, Aquila helped police identify that Aisha's backpack, a pair of sneakers, and two sets of clothes were missing. After making her disappearance public, sightings of Aisha began to come in. Between the early morning hours of 3.45 and 4.15 a.m., a truck driver and a motorist claimed to have seen a young girl walking south along Highway 18 in the direction of town. The girl had been wearing a long-sleeved white t-shirt and white pants, which were confirmed to have been missing from Aisha's closet. Instead of reporting their sighting, the two witnesses did not call police until seeing the TV report about her later in the day. 
As a matter of fact, the motorist claimed to have turned his vehicle around when he saw Aisha, but she may have been frightened when seeing him approach her, so she ran off into the nearby woods. A five-mile radius search was conducted near Highway 18. Unfortunately, because of the storm the night before, the muddy scene kind of made it hard to search through, and supposedly the bloodhounds couldn't pick up a scent, although I've heard in other cases that that's not really true and they can still pick it up even yeah but rain really messes it up though i feel like rain would mess up a lot of other evidence like physical evidence but i feel like a dog scent is a dog scent no why would rain yeah but uh, well i don't know i don't know i don't have a bloodhound but the following day february 15th investigators got their first major lead a volunteer search team asked property owners Debbie and Rayleigh Turner if they would search if they could search their property. Um, they just happened to live a mile south of the degrees and somewhat close to highway to the highway where, where Asia had been sighted. Inside the shed located on the Turner property, a Mickey Mouse hair bow, green marker, and a pencil were found inside the shed along with a can along with candy wrappers that were confirmed. Uh, to be the same kind Asia had gotten the weekend before from her basketball tournament. Like, they found quite a few candy wrappers, like, all throughout the property, not only just inside the shed. So, they had a feeling that she had been there. The official search would end on February 20th as investigators scaled back. The clues, however, were not enough for police to go off of, and so the case would go cold for another 18 months before the next lead would surface. A whole 18 months? A whole 18 months. That's what's crazy about this. Like, there is no, like, evidence. There's, like, no trace of her. She just, like, vanished. That's wild. Like, straight up. It's wild. So on August 3rd, 2001, 26 miles from her home and in the opposite direction that she was seen walking the night of her disappearance, contractor uh, Terry Fleming was working when he stumbled upon a black trash bag that had been buried on the property. Opening the bag, the contractor found another black trash bag. After opening the second bag, he found a child's backpack. It just so happened to have Aisha's name and telephone number on it. Police thoroughly searched the property for further clues, but nothing significant was found other than this backpack in this, like, bag. You know what I mean? And the crazy thing is, like, they never released the actual contents of the bag. They know they I know they mentioned like there was a like a piece of clothing and something else but they never actually officially announced what was in it. Okay. So on August 15th authorities decided to search and dig this new area and the weather and terrain are unbearable during the 3 mile dig turning up nothing again other than an other than like animal skeletal remains and a pair of man's khaki pants. Neither of these items confirmed any relation to Aisha's disappearance. I'm not sure if they ran any kind of, like, prints, or I think they ran DNA on the pants, but I don't, I 
pretty sure it came back inconclusive because I didn't see anything else about the khaki pants. And as far as like the trash bag and Aisha's backpack, I'm not sure if they actually ran for prints or any kind of evidence on it, like any kind of fibers or whatever. Um, I didn't see any of that during my research, but I would assume now, I mean, I understand 2000, it was still, I, I mean, I would think back in 2000, they would have a good amount of, um, technology to be able to, you know, get some kind of trace off of it, but maybe there wasn't, maybe it wasn't strong enough, but I would assume by 2020, we would have something, right? Yeah, of course. But if there's no significant evidence yeah if there's nothing on it it's kind of hard to find something even with the technology today yeah absolutely so another massive search is conducted on october of 2001 and this time searchers combed a six mile radius near highway 18 investigators would interview countless suspects search Uh, lands across North Carolina, but once again, the case would go cold for over a decade. Um, There would be many speculations as to what could have happened to Asia, from, like, sleepwalking theories to being murdered by family to being abducted from her home and, of course, simply running away. And the initial day that um, it was discovered that Asia was disappeared... They did interview her parents, and they did give them a polygraph, so they know for sure that they were not involved. I know somewhere down the line, it was suspected that her father um, may have had something to do with it, but there was really no, like, reason for him to commit any kind of crime like this. Does it say why they think that? Um, not necessarily. It was something along the lines of the night that he came home late and, like, just... Well, he had a legit alibi. I mean, he was working and then it was their it was their anniversary on the 14th, so he went to the store to buy something, like, last minute. But just the whole reasoning behind it doesn't make any sense. So there's no reason why you would think that he would do that? No. Uh, Not at all. So investigators also still believe that they will find Asia, and they have followed hundreds of leads, and new ones also keep turning up. For example, one in particular is Donald uh, Preston Ferguson, and in 2014 he pleaded guilty to the 1990 murder of seven-year-old Shalanda S. Poole. So investigators tried to link Ferguson to Asia's disappearance due to the geographic proximity of the crimes, but failed to find any actual evidence that linked the two crimes. Like, the little girl was, like, uh, basically sexually assaulted and stabbed and kind of, uh, uh, like, uh, strangulated. Seven-year-old child, wow. Seven-year-old. She was strangulated and stabbed to death, and she was kind of left, but just... The MO of that and, like, the fact that Aisha just disappeared didn't really make any sense to them. So, that kind of, um, led them nowhere. Then in May of 2016, investigators came forward mentioning their pursuit of a dark green, either it was a 1975 Ford Thunderbird or a 1973 
Lincoln Continental Mark IV along Highway 18 the night of Aisha's disappearance. And apparently... There were completely different kinds of cars. Right, but when you look at them, they're kind of Pontiac like... Pontiac and no, a not, Lincoln Continental? Said a Pontiac. I said a Ford Thunderbird. Oh, Thunderbird. Well, and that's a Lincoln the, Continental. Like, they're both long, and I have this like... Mm, I saw the... But Thunderbirds are very sporty looking. No, I think you're I think you're thinking of something else. This is 1975. It could have been a it could again it could have been a Lincoln Continental. Lincoln Continental is like old like long looking yes cars. Yes, I. Agree. And what year you said did you say this was? 1973 is the Lincoln Continental. Okay. 1975 is the Ford. Asia disappeared in 2000. In 2000. Okay, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. How or why the car is related to the disappearance is still unknown, but it's still a current major point of interest. And I think it's more along the lines that maybe it, um, maybe it was somewhere within the vicinity of where Asia disappeared and maybe witnesses noticed that and that's what they're trying to connect it with. But as far as it goes... That's the most information that I found on it. As far as the two vehicles? As far as one or the other, the vehicles. Okay, but neither. Okay. So, Aisha's family holds out hope that she will return one day, and her family still lives in the same home in case if she ever returns. Aisha's mom said, I'm still expecting, expecting to see her walking in the door. When everyone else says, this child's dead, I don't feel it. So Aisha, how old would she be now, technically? She would be um, 30. Okay, still pretty young. 30, yeah. But, I mean, she disappeared when she was 9. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll talk about that at the end. So, Aisha's loved ones deserve answers. Not knowing what happened to their daughter is far worse than death. At least with death, they have closure. <laughs> A $25,000 reward by the FBI and an additional $20,000 reward by the community is being offered for any information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person responsible for Aisha's disappearance. Anyone with information about Aisha's disappearance is encouraged to contact the FBI Charlotte at 704-672-6100. This disappearance is just... It has always confused me. It's baffled me because she was such a young little girl. And there was one part that I read that um, mentions how she was reading this book while in school about this like adventure. I guess whoever the person was in the book was having. And Tom Sawyer. No, oh. but there's some speculation that maybe she decided to go and have her own adventure. I don't know. That's why she took all the candy, like, so she can have energy or something like that. Okay. So that's one of the speculations. There was another, um, there was another point that was brought up. I don't know how this relates to it, but a Dr. Seuss book and a New Kids on the Block, um, t-shirt was brought up in the case and i'm not sure if what they're trying to say is these items were found in the backpack so whoever 
knows of these items or knows of someone that may have had these items to come forward. I don't know if they think that like this is somehow like maybe another case that's related to Asia and you know what I mean? Like they're trying to they're they're just well, it wasn't trying, hers necessarily. It wasn't hers necessarily, right? Okay. Because I mean, new kids on the block. That's like we're talking eighties, and why would she have? She was born in two thousand. You know, I mean, maybe, but wait, wait, wait. Wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. She wasn't born in two thousand. She okay. Your math is she, off again. Nope, I said it wrong. She disappeared in two thousand, but she was born in nineteen ninety. I mean, I get it. I'm I'm a 1988, but I wouldn't say, like, I was a huge New Kids on the Block fan. You know what I mean? I was more like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. So, I don't know. There, There's a well, potential that... That doesn't really... The year you're born doesn't necessarily mean what you like. No, it doesn't, I listen but... listen to a lot of 60s and 70s rock. No, I'm not saying it has to do with anything that I like. It just... It doesn't fall within the time frame of when I grew up. So, I wouldn't necessarily... It's not that I didn't like them, but it's just what I grew up with is what I listened to at that moment. Yeah. Especially well, being yeah. younger, you know? Yeah, when you grow well, up course, a little bit more, yeah. you're like, oh, you venture off and you kind of I get what things, you, I you know what, what I mean? I get what you mean now. I get it, yeah. But those are two key pieces of evidence um, that, have brought, uh, that have been brought up. Aside from that... That's all we know of Aisha's disappearance. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, she had a stable life. She was a shy little girl who honestly was afraid of the dark and afraid of storms. Like, she was very, she was a homebody. Like, even being a little Hell, I'm a still little afraid girl. of those things, too. Exactly. So, the idea of her just, like, running away from home doesn't make any sense. It's either, A, that, like... Um, the theory that they had of whatever she wanted on an adventure and I don't know I think something happened obviously or somebody convinced her to run away or somebody told her to like leave the house at a certain time or something and in between her leaving her home and I don't know making her way to wherever her destination was something bad happened that's just that's just my opinion, but I have no idea. So, but it sucks. She was so young, and hopefully, one day Asia is found. So at least her family can have peace and cope with what happened. Some kind of closure, at least. Some kind, at least. You know, hopefully she's out there still alive. But like you said. Not knowing if they're dead or alive is worse than actually knowing that they already passed. Yeah. Because you don't know what they're going through right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was a very... uh, Doozy. That was. That was a... It's always those... One of the first episodes... Well. Yeah, episodes that we've had that you're just like, this is completely unsolved. And it is. We don't even know what the hell is going on. That's it. There's so many cases like that. Uh, It it sounds like you did your notes like I did. Oh, no, no. I. No, yeah, I know. I saw you slaving over notes for the past four or five days. 
So, I know you did try to do note-taking, and if you didn't do that much, that means there wasn't much. I mean, there really, there really isn't that much known about it. I'm, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It just, it's one of those that, it's a head-scratcher. It's one of those cases that is a head-scratcher because she didn't just disappear unless, like, you know what I mean? She just didn't, like, disappear into thin air. Yeah, you can't just Something do that. Something happened. Yeah. Unless she got abducted, then, for all yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, then maybe that was the case. But there, there's something, and somebody has to know something. Somebody saw something. Somebody knows something. It's just they what's were the able difference to... between abducted and kidnapped? Well, when I'm saying abducted, I mean like aliens abducted. That's what I mean. Oh, but still, what's the difference between abducted and kidnapped? Well, the same thing, right? I guess taken from. Somewhere to yeah. some place you didn't want to be. Yeah. Abducted. Unless kidnapping comes with a ransom. That is a possibility. Maybe that's the difference. Very possible. Kidnapping sometimes does come with a ransom. And abduction is just being taken and... Taken for a brief moment and then put back. Uh, not all the time. Sometimes they're killed. They're abducted. Aliens don't kill. I'm not talking about aliens at this point. I'm just talking uh, about like certain situations where it involves crime. And if you get kidnapped while you're an adult, why wouldn't that be called adult napped? Oh, God. I'm just trying to make light of this, but <laughs> I guess it's not working. <laughs> um, you did your best. I tried a little bit. Because... In this podcast, we don't take everything as light as we should because we like to keep it a little bit uh, on the up and up, even though there's a lot of up and up. down and down. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Take us into the A-OK. To our reviewers that say we don't... So I can sip my beer. That we're not sensitive enough to the material. Okay, let's give you guys a little bit of a... Spring in your step. A pep in your step. A pep in your step. Hey, peppy. Let's do it. Headline from Good News Network for our AOK of the week. I like how you're motivating yourself. All right, let's do it. Okay, Jose, you got this. Let's go. Ready? Let's go. Goodnewsnetwork.org. AOK of the week. (laughs) Headline reads, Two million people in India gathered to plant 20 million trees along the river Ganges? Ooh. All? What? Ganges? Ganges? I don't know. I'm just, I'm guessing. (laughs) Ganges? My pronunciation sucks. Ali's math sucks. So, give us a math word that you think I cannot pronunciate. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, so 20 people, 20 million people in India gathered to plant 20 million. I mean, sorry, I just messed that up again. 2 million people, which is a ton of people, gathered to plant 20 million trees along the river. I think it's Ganges. Okay. All while social distancing. Okay. How? 
Let me get to it. I mean, I believe it. How many people are there in India, by the way? What is the population? <laughs> is it like a billion people? I don't know, but I think... Um, I think it is like a billion. I'm not even kidding. I think... Uh, they have a very... They have the second highest um, population count. Okay. Oh, no, actually, they are the first... No way. That's sick. Not like sick, which means like that's cool. I love like Indian people are the best. Sorry, they are the second. Who's the first? First is China. Yeah, kind of figured. Second, India. Third, USA. Okay, USA. What is India's population? Does it say? Um, India is populated by this many people. Oh, this many, huh? That's a lot. Yes, it's a lot, which is 1.3 point. I'm um, sorry, uh, too many points. <laughs> 1. 1.3 point. 1.3.5.3 3. point. It's 1.353 billion people. Oh, shit. I told you. And that's only as of 2018. So, what is China's? China is at 1.393 billion. Wow. Which is not that many more. It's only point zero zero five. Okay, okay. Of okay. a billion, which is what zero. Stop trying to show off your math zero zero five, which would be like an extra like five thousand or five hundred thousand. <laughs> and uh, the United States, with third, comes in at three hundred twenty-eight million. <laughs> really? We are way off, and that's of twenty nineteen. So Oops, sorry. India is. A little bit outdated, and so is China, but we're kind of close, and there's a graph here, and we're not even close. We are not even close. You're, no. We're not. We're like fucking 700 million people away from being a billion, right? Is that right, math? Oh, right? you know what? 2018, I mean 2019, 328.2 million for U.S. 2020, 331.2 point zero zero two million yeah but we're still in the 300 millions basically so we actually got three million people in one year which according to mayor garcetti i'm just kidding and what it looks like here is that every year we're averaging about two years i mean two million people a year being born okay we got way off topic we go back to your tree okay two million people in india 20 million trees along the ganges all while social dis- social distancing. Be like India. Plant a tree. In the Indian state of Uttar Pradesh. Did I say that right? That might have been right. Maybe. Uttar Pradesh. No, I think it's Pradesh. Not Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. There is space enough for trees to grow. And space enough for 2 million residents to plant truckloads of trees while social distancing. Ugh. I love India. Although the virus has spread fast throughout the country, its threat was not enough to dissuade the government of the most populous Indian state from conducting a mass tree planting campaign along the banks of the river Ganges. As part of its pledge to shade a third of the nation under tree cover by 2030. Nice. The nation's target acreage of 235 million acres 
would represent an area the size of Texas and New Mexico combined. Holy sheesh. The planting was carried out last week by volunteers, nonprofit employees, government workers, and even lawmakers, all of whom maintain distance from each other and wore face masks to stop the possible spread of a coronavirus. This is a quote. It says, We are committed to increase the forest cover of Uttar Pradesh to over 15% of the total land area in the next five years. And that was said by the Chief Minister, Yogi... Oh, shit. Yogi Adityanath. Adityanath. Okay. Good job. Good pronunciation. Pictured above... No, well, you guys can't see the picture, but... There's a picture in the inauguration ceremony of the tree planting uh, event. In today's campaign, over 20 million trees will be planted at the banks of the Ganges River, which will help in keeping this mighty river clean. Many nations have targeted 2030 as the deadline for various sustainability-related goals to coincide with the UN's 18 Sustainable Development Goals designed to encourage nations to solve the world's largest problems such as poverty, hunger, pollution, access to clean water, education access, and more. Mass tree plantings have been launched as an easy and inexpensive method of drawing carbon from the atmosphere, with hundreds of millions of trees being planted in countries around the world, including China, Pakistan, India, Madagascar, and the nation of Sahel. Hmm. Especially Ethiopia and Senegal. Nice. The survival of every tree during such mass planting operations is not guaranteed, of course, but compared to changing energy and transportation infrastructures, tree planting is easy, inexpensive, and helpful in, regenerate, in regenerating. I'm like when I jumped ahead of a word. In regenerating previously degrading. Previously degraded land back to healthy functioning ecosystems. And they have a bunch of pictures of a lot of people in their masks and uniforms, some, planting trees everywhere. Not just necessarily like one little area here and there. Maybe it's, they're like the organizers, the people in the uniforms. It could be. But, um, yeah, they actually have, they're, they're planting them everywhere. It's not like one little area. I mean, now it can't be one little area because it's 200 million trees. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, 200 million trees. Was it 20 I thought you said 2 million trees. No, 2 million people. But then I, said, I thought you said each person was going to be planting one tree, so... No, I never said that. I said 2 million trees were being planted. I mean, 2 million people in India gathered to plant... Oh, 20 million trees. Oh, 20 million. Okay. I thought so, each person <clears throat> was planting, like, one tree. So that means that each person is planting at least 10 trees. That's amazing. That is wild. I want to be part of something like that where we just plant. It's like, can we just go out and... Like, even during, like, this pandemic, like, I love that, you know? With all the yeah, shit but you know on. all these city ordinances and city bullshit permits that you have to get around here? You can't do stuff like that. To plant a tree? Yeah. I mean, maybe a specific type of tree, but I think if it's on your sidewalk, <clears> you can <throat> plant whatever you want, right? Not even on the sidewalk. 
the sidewalk is technically the city's. So you have to go through whatever it is. It could be blocking the wires from electrical wires. That's true. All this stuff. <clears throat> and uh, like inside your home, I understand. But even then. Well, I guess we're too late for that now that we've cemented our entire backyard. <laughs> yeah, we actually did. Sorry, trees. And we're going to invite all you tappers to come over and have a beer with us. Can we, like, go up to the Angeles Crest and, like, plant a bunch of trees up there without people knowing? No, because that's a national forest, and it's a federally owned landscape. I fucking sound smart today. What the fuck? Wow, okay, calm down. This beer has me knowing everything. Calm your sheets. But, uh, as a former employee of a landscaper... I kind of know some stuff about this. Look at you. Look at me. Fancy guy. Came from a barista to a landscapeista. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to a beerista. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Before I do forget, I once again forgot sources. to give you my sources. Before we end this, let me tell you now. So one of my, um, one of my biggest sources that I used is called. Uh, the hue and cry.com it's the artist the article is called missing the disappearance of asia jaquila degree i used the um true crime files the article is the disappearance of asia degree um namus of course wikipedia shelby star where is asia um and yeah those were some of my main sources and of course there was one documentary i found on youtube as well i mean there's a couple but i specifically used one by uh sheet i don't remember what his was but i will make sure cold case cold case detective there we go okay all right so those are some great sources i hope that there is some follow-up of course. Of story, course. and we bring her home safe. On that note, thank you for joining us, Tappers. No, wait, wait. I have sources, too. Oh, we're not too. done? Oh, just kidding. I forgot. Well, you guys know my sources. My usually sources are Beer Advocate, Wikipedia, and the website for the the webpage for the brewery, usually. Right. Do you want to give us the brewery The beer, one once again, brewery name is Boulevard Brewing Company. And it is called the Whiskey Barrel Stout. Remember, it's a barrel aged Imperial Stout, 11.2, I mean 11.8. Go get a bottle, try it out. Um, it either made us sound really good today or kind of like, eh, what are they doing? Not bad. Yeah. Who knows? And plant a tree. And plant a tree. In your backyard, apparently, because... You're... Or at least plant some plants. Yes do it once again thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we hope you join us again next week for another episode and join us at the end of the week for a beer sode oh right our beer sodes don't forget that because apparently i just did because uh we're a little bit more fun i think i would assume so because we're drunk quicker (laughs) cheers cheers have a good one Tappers, we'll see you next time.